That's a gang sign, dude. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, come for me. I'm over here. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 86 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith, that's me, and my good friend Morgan Richards, a.k.a. Mo Dick, a.k.a. Lovely Lovely Morgan. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice change. I'll take that. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and this episode is an RSVP for you to breathe and forget how we're all stuck in our own way. Jesus Christ, that took you so long. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to episode 86 of Sapling Podcast. That's all we've got time for now. Um, yes, this week's guests are the fantastic boys from Knucklepuck. Yes, Nick and Joe from Chicago's Feel Good Emo Punk Quartet are going to be with us to talk a whole host of interesting things, including new music and conspiracy theories that Sean got very excited about. Oh, I tell you what, I'm a little bit sad that we only got into conspiracy theories towards the later half. Mm. I think if we'd got into it early on, this whole podcast could have been different. I don't even know if you would have mentioned the band. <laughs> I don't even know if you would have mentioned the band. That's how fun it was. I really, really enjoyed having them on. Thanks again to Joe and Nick. Um, top laugh. And I think we've all come to the conclusion that Paul McCartney's definitely dead. Well, we have to find out with the rest of the episode for everyone's conclusion <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, Nutical Puck really have been a touring machine since the band started almost a decade ago in Chicago. Uh, there's a fun-loving figure in the alternative pop-punk world. And the highly anticipated third studio album titled 2020 is due for release now on September 18th on Rise Records. I've been listening to a lot of its current singles. We've had a few stories from previous guests about Nutical Puck and thought it was the perfect time to get there them on now know them a little bit better and dive into their side of the scene yes um yeah great chat great boys good time that's it yeah 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 literally and not only do we get all the download on conspiracy theories and the new record but really stories about broken down tour buses early demos connecting with their musical heroes and even collaborating with Derek saunders of mayday parade and his very unique vocal techniques Yes, yes, it was very, very insightful into the the wonderful life of being in a band when you're talking about 
like vans breaking you know vans breaking down and stuff people are like yeah so brilliant being on a bus you're like yeah till it breaks down and then the air conditioning goes and you're absolutely freezing in Liverpool but that's the thing Sean that's what people get from this podcast is the true insight not all the mad crazy things you put on your rider just well we want hummus because you know it's cheap and it'll feed you and you know water would be nice because some bands don't even get that (laughs) that is true that is true Um, speaking of Derek we've previously had Derek on the podcast several months ago so go back now and check out our back catalogue and I guarantee you we've spoken to at least three people from bands you love that's my new thing now I'm going to go with three people from bands you love songs of there's definitely at least there's definitely three but if you're new listening to the Sapnin podcast welcome Sapnin we're very sorry this gets very wild and if you're a regular list then you've come back then you must love just hurting yourselves in the ears <laughs> self-harm for the head <laughs> but yes go oh back and listen God. to our back catalogue show with your friends as Sean mentioned Derek from Mayday Parade features on episode 14 there's some of your favourite bands on there we've had some wild conversations and if you'd like to let us know your favourite episode so far or some of the wild conversations you've enjoyed then head over to our social media pages at Pod on Twitter and Instagram and give us a nice little message yes at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And if you can't get enough chaos because, you know, we all want a little bit more, we all want to watch the world burn that much more in 2020, why not head over to my favourite place on the internet, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. I thought you were going to say efuck.com. Um, yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin where you can support your favourite podcast, Sapnin Podcast. Uh, if we're not your favourite podcast, doesn't matter. You can support us anyway. Yay! That's patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes, we have a lovely community. There's loads of bonus content on our Patreon and stuff. So why not come and get involved with us? We'd love you to come and have a laugh. And before we go any further, Sean, I do need to make one thing clear. Right? There's a lot of rumors um, on, on the internet and stuff as of late. And there's two things that we've been brought to our attention. And that one is... Oh. We are not the bassist for Preston Miko, despite the heavy rumors. Yeah. I might be, though. Oh, you might be. Oh, I don't know. And two, um, I'm not a cake, and you're not a cake as far as as far as far I'm aware of, because everyone's been looking into if people are cakes or not lately. Yes, that is something that's going on on the internet right now. Um, but to be honest, if you're listening to this right now, I'd be thinking, well, maybe they are cake, because they can't speak very well, and they've got a <laughs> podcast. So... <laughs> Perhaps some sort of delicious cake has made its way into a studio. But yeah, here we are. I promise I'm not cake. I don't think I'm cake. And I'm not going to find out. So there you go. Lovely. Thanks, Sean. Cool. Should we get on with the podcast? Yes, let's get on with it. This is episode 86 with Nick and Joe from Knuckle Puck. Let's have a laugh. (laughs) Everybody, let's have a laugh. Sapnin! Sapnin! Put a bit more enthusiasm into that Sapnin right now. Sapnin! Too much. No. Oh. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! Sapnin! What's happening? Sapnin! Yes! <laughs> yes! That's awesome! Thank you so much for doing that. Um, we previously <laughs> just recorded an episode where the singer of another band who um, who's from Britain had no idea about that and he just stood there not having a clue what to do. I appreciate that very much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this week's guests on Sapnin Podcast are Joe and Nick from Knuckle Puck. Yes. Yes. How Thank you? you so much, guys. Yeah. How are you? Great. Thanks for having us. We've been great. I mean, I've been great. I've been chilling. I'm, uh, I'm like in Chicago. Nick's not really in Chicago right now. What have you been up to, dude? What's up? What's going on? I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, man. What haven't I been up to? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess just uh, killing time. Been brushing up on my uh, piano skills and playing a lot of piano. Um, nice. Building guitar pedals. Uh, just got a kitten a couple of weeks ago. So uh, oh, wow. he's uh, been a handful. I have scratch and bite marks all over my body oh. right now from him playing. And yeah, that's about it. How about you? I've been hanging out. I've been playing guitar. Um, me, Dan, and Ryan went in the studio. I told you that we went. We were in there for like three days. Uh, me and Dan from Real Friends. Me and Dan from Real Friends and Ryan from our band. We have a band together called Rationale, and so we're like working on some songs right now. But other than that, same as Nick, just kind of like killing time. Nice. How was um? How was this madness that's happened uh, affected you guys? What were you guys meant to be up to at the moment? We were supposed to be on tour with 
is that tour supposed to be over now? We were supposed to be on tour with Newfound Glory and uh, Simple Plan, and our album was supposed to be out like a month ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's where we're oh, at now. Um, none of that stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah, we just had uh, Jordan from Newfound Glory uh, appeared on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he was saying how excited he was for that tour with you and Simple Plan and uh, guy that he's not on the road with you guys now. Yeah, man. I mean, us too. I, I feel like we wanted to tour, we've wanted to tour with Newfound for a really long time, specifically, and Simple Plan too. That's, you know, it's great. Um, but yeah, Newfound specifically, I feel like we wanted to do that for a long time. So I'm pretty bummed. Yeah. No, I can imagine. But how how is isolation and the lockdown everything being for you guys? I mean, obviously, ca- catching up a little bit between yourselves as well. So is it just being you know, full of work and stuff around this the new album? Not not, not a whole lot of uh, of stuff for the the album in the last uh, couple of weeks. I mean, we have like pre orders and stuff going up like every month until the record comes out. So we've had you know some conversations to have uh, surrounding those, but. For the most part, we, you know, mo- like, uh, we had our rollout plan and everything ready to go and, and we were just kind of executing it when everything happened. So, um, we've just been kind of sitting in terms of the new record, but you know, things are starting to roll now. Uh, we got some more, uh, things to announce in the coming weeks, uh, before the record comes out officially. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of strange actually, because every time we like work on a record or, you know, the last two we'll like put them out or we'll do the rollout. And then we're immediately on the road, immediately like pushing that album. And like this time, like we finished our album in January, right, Nick. And then, and then it was done being mixed in February. Yeah. And, and then it was just like, it's weird. Like I keep forgetting that we have a new album coming out. Yeah. It kind of feels like it was erased almost. (laughs) Or, or that it's like out already or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's strange, strange feeling. Yeah. But, um, like other than, you know, all of that stuff, kind of having a wrench thrown in the gears, uh, it's been really great to be home and just kind of just relax, do whatever, really. We, we haven't had this much time off since 2014. Like we, you know, ever since then we've just been, nonstop uh touring you know maybe we've gotten two to three months off at a time at like max in the last six years um so it's it's been a really nice breather despite all of the uh madness with the pandemic and everything else going on in the world yeah no, I can imagine that, especially you know a band like Knucklepack. You've always toured so relentlessly over the years, all across you know the states, UK, Europe, everything like that. So when you have downtime like this, it, it must come like really unexpected and and not know what to do with yourselves, really. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. I I feel like that's kind of why we. I mean, like you said, Nick, you're playing a lot of piano, and like I know you're playing a lot of guitar and like working on songs and pedals and stuff. So like, I feel like yeah, it's like a really it was unexpected, but it was a really cool time to be like okay, now we can like, just kind of fuck off almost like, but, but in like a productive way, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, me and John got together and like jammed like, uh, you know, a song idea, but we weren't even like attempting to like make anything. We were just like, we don't have any goals. We don't have anything that we have to do. Let's just have fun. And, you know, we got together for a couple hours, our drummer, John, um, we got together for a couple hours and we mostly just hung out and then like, 
you know, we, we played some riffs and, you know, whatever. So it's, it's kind of nice to be like, we don't, you know, nothing's due. We're not, you know, we don't have to turn anything in. So yeah, it's kind of like the world is our oyster at this point or, or our rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So when did you guys, um, yeah. When did you guys begin writing for, uh, 2020? When, when did you, when did you send us breathe? Um, like the original demo of that. I want to say that was like maybe August or September of 2018. We went into the studio in November of, or actually I think that was 2017. Cause we went into the studio November of 2019. And uh, you know, we had been writing for like a year and a half or something, you know, prior to that point. So yeah, maybe like at some point in like late 2017, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we went in, and we demoed, we demoed the instrumental for breathe and we demoed the instrumental for tune you out right, in January of 2018. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess in that year and a half period, like every, every few months we were getting together, if not together, you know, in a bedroom or something, we were, we were going to a, a studio and working on songs there. Like uh, Joe mentioned in January, 2018, we took the first two songs that we wrote for the record, which were breathe and tune you out. And we recorded those at um, ABG in Indiana with Seth Henderson, just to kind of get things rolling, get into the mindset of like, you know, recording, writing, doing, doing a record again. And then a few, you know, every month we'd get together because I had moved out to Los Angeles and the rest of the guys are in Chicago. So Every month, you know, I'd fly out there um, when we had downtime, we'd work on songs. Um, and then when did we go to uh, Electrical Audio with Mike Sapone, Joe? I forget when that was. Um, I think that was, that was right before, dude, that was like literally right before we went into the studio with Seth. So I think, I want to say that was like the end of the summer of 2019. Well, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we worked, we worked on a song with him. Yeah, we did RSVP with Mike at Electrical Audio, but that, you know, we just demoed that out. Right. Um, and he's, he's worked with like Taking Back Sunday and stuff. And nice. it was crazy because I used to like listen to, like, I don't know if you remember the Warp Tour comp that had a decade under the influence yeah. on it. Yeah. But that was the, a decade under the influence demo. And that was like the Mike Sapone demo. So it was kind of crazy to be like listening back to that demo of RSVP being like, dude, we have our own, <laughs> like, Sapone, our own Mike Sapone demos yeah. now. And I was like, 13 listening to that like you know those taking back sunday stuff i don't know it's crazy it sounded awesome too it was it was it was really cool to work with mike and we went to this really nice studio in chicago uh called electrical audio it's ran by uh, steve albini and that was well other than the barbershop in new jersey which is also an insane studio that was like our first time doing a whole song front to back like drums to vocals uh in like a really nice like professional studio with a big control room and a big, you know, big live room, grand pianos, analog gear, live room. analog gear that you can't buy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun hanging out with Mike and, and the guys and, and working on a song at that studio. And it, it was a great vibe. We, we had worked with Mike briefly in the past for the last record. And he's a, he's a great guy, great producer. And that this, what we actually left the studio with, was actually a really great version of the song. Um, but we, I think we had changed the bridge a little bit. Like M- Mike had this great idea to make the bridge of that song because we had a demo going into, to, into, into working with him. Mike had a really great idea to kind of slow down the bridge of that song. And 
so that version of the song is like a much slower more heartfelt bridge and it and it sounded really really cool so maybe people will get to hear that sometime the, the mike's a poem version of rsvp <laughs> oh that's not a bad idea that's a poem demo yeah <laughs> oh, that's yeah that's crazy because i haven't heard the um decade under the influence demo so now after this now i'm gonna go out and check that out but yeah that's awesome yeah, that you, man. yeah that you've got your own now that's awesome yeah, but is it weird and it's like uh, crazy to see how far Knuckle Puck have come that, you know, bands and kind of demos and stuff that you were listening to as kids growing up getting influenced by that now you're following that same path and getting your own demos by the same producers and getting to tour with all these crazy bands? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been super weird uh, and awesome. You know, definitely... I don't, Joe, when we started the band, like, you know, I think our goal was like, you know, maybe someday we'll like do a tour, like a week long tour or something. So yeah, to, yeah. to be able to do all that we've done is pretty stupid in a great way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When was, um, when was the, is there like a, a moment that you realized that you were like, Oh, we're a proper band. We're not just, uh, just winging it now. Cause I know that's how it was for me for like three years. I was like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try this. Please, please. Oh, nothing. And then all of a sudden I was just like, uh-oh, I'm in a real band now. Uh-oh. Was there a moment like that for you guys? I don't know about a specific moment for me because I, I actually, <clears throat> there's one moment that sticks out and I don't mean to put you on blast, Nick, but we were, we were driving around in the van around like your mom's. And I remember you said something like, and I, you were obviously kidding, but you were like, dude, like, you know, we were, we were just kind of like starting to do some stuff and we weren't touring or anything. We didn't have a manager or an agent or anything like that. And you had said like, man, we're, we're never going to like be like, you know, any of these bands or like, you know, et cetera. You said something like that. And I was like, dude, don't say that. I just remember from that moment until like we started doing something, there was, or started doing things. There was like this, it was like a, a strange erosion. Like you said, Sean, you kind of just look around at some point and you're like, I'm in it or like, we're in it. For me, it was like this cool, like over time, like erosion thing. Was there any, was there any uh, specific thing for you, Nick? Um, I don't like uh, two memories stick out. And I think one is going to a real studio for our first EP. And we, you know, that wasn't even like we were a, a proper band, like you uh, mentioned, Sean, but just being in a real studio is even something that um, I never really expected to um, experience, I guess. So that was a big thing or like a big uh, moment. And the other was probably when we got offered to do a full U.S. tour, our first full U.S. tour uh, with Neck Deep in February 2014. I remember Joe calling me one day I was at work and him basically being like, yo, so you want to go on tour? Like this band neck deep offered us a full U S tour. And I think that was the moment where I wasn't necessarily like, Oh, we're in a real band. But, uh, I think that was the moment where I was like, wow, this, like this really could be something, uh, more than any of us, expected so yo and then you remember what happened next uh our van broke down <laughs> yeah you you went outside and started the van you call me you go hey man our van i went and started the van because it hadn't been started all winter and he's like i started it and i heard this clanking <laughs> and then a big bang oh. and now there's oil all over the street oh. i was like oh, oh no 
Yeah, that was two weeks before we were supposed to leave for that tour. I, actually, it's a it's a huge blessing because if that were to happen in the middle of the tour, you know, hmm. it, yeah. it, it just it just <laughs> would have been uh, shitty. Can we swear? Oh yeah. Sure. Oh okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Fucking right. Go wild. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I already said fuck, and I got like some kind of reaction. I was like, I think that's <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Every other word. Try and get in every other word. <laughs> Dude, well, you could go through and bleep them out. I feel like that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's also more work. Yeah, That's also is. more work. True, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah but, go on, Mark. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's good that, you know, you did check the van two weeks in, the, in advance, because if there was, like, two days in advance, then, uh, you know, it's a lot of quick turnaround right. to get it fixed. Yeah, it happening anywhere in the middle of America as well, and you just yeah. get stuck. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Oof. Close call. <laughs> but speaking of just you know, wild moments as well, there's definitely one on this record now with 2020. You've got uh, Derek Sanders of Mayday Parade featuring on your new single, Breathe. I mean, that must be a great thing looking back to have him on the track now. Yeah, man. Yeah. How did that come about? We just asked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, Nick, you could tell him, Nick, you could tell him. No, yeah, we, we never really had like a, like a, like a real uh, feature on uh, our songs. Like, you know, we've had friends sing on songs and stuff like that kind of unofficially. Um, but we were talking about it in the studio one day, you know, Joe, I think brought it up one day saying like, you know, what do you think about a feature? You know, who do you think would be cool? And no one really came to mind. Um, except for Derek and Joe had had the same thought. So, you know, we were just kind of talking about, you know, that'd be really cool. And luckily we had toured with Mayday Parade before Derek's an awesome guy. Um, we all get along with him really well. And so we just kind of hit him up and he was cool enough to do it. I was going to say that that's kind of a crazy friendship because you asked about like, or, or Morgan, I think you kind of like mentioned us like, you know, getting like demos or whatever from like producers or whatever, but I, I used to listen to Mayday in high school, not like, not like religiously, but like, you know, I, I knew a couple songs and like a lot of my friends were big fans and, you know, go see them at, at Mojo's, like the local venue and stuff like that. And when we toured with them, a lot of people that we went to high school with came out to like those shows or at least in Chicago. And I don't know, it's, it's cool. Cause we, we really hit it off with the Mayday guys, like especially Derek and, and it's so weird because sometimes I have to like stop myself and be like, wait, it's crazy that this is the guy that like, <laughs> or not like the guy, but like, you know, he's in the yeah. band that, that yeah, it's, it's, so that's like a weird friendship. And like, we are actually really good friends with, with Derek. And like, we did the video and he flew out to LA and he stayed in the Airbnb with us. And dude, it's like, it's like literally like, yeah, he's a friend. So when it, when it came time to like hit him up, we just kind of texted him. We're like, would you want to do this? Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he didn't, he didn't try and fob you off and be like, Oh, I'll speak to management. And then, Oh, oh I've got to speak to my record label. No, he actually sent us the, his, his, um, spot, like the vocal thing. And we were like, Hey man, could you try it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that, yeah. No, there was, no, there was like, uh, there, we just had like a suggestion or something, oh, yeah. but like, cause we weren't, we weren't in the studio with him. He did it at home. So he sent it and we were, we were like, I remember talking to like Nick and being like, Oh, maybe that word he could do like this instead of that. 
and he, you know he obviously cool with it um but yeah yeah and then you feel really cheeky then don't you about going oh can you change this and you're like i know you're doing me a favor but is there any chance you could have another go there um, yeah yeah it's good it's good to have options you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek, do it right. <laughs> but no, he yo, he killed it though. He killed yeah, it. He's so he consistent. And yo, if you didn't know, my man sings with no in ears, no monitors, no nothing. Oh wow! If you didn't know that, no, wasn't yeah, right. he's no, a, he's a, he's an anomaly. N- yeah, never met anybody like him who does that. It's crazy. He's just like I can feel if I'm off pitch. <laughs> I can just feel it. Yeah. All right. The thing, like, yeah. It, it, Derek has such a, like a, he just says he has such a smooth, clear voice. And there's so much like, there's so much uh, low end on his voice that I feel like he could almost feel it in his chest. Cause his, his pitch accuracy is just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's right on the money. So yeah, it's crazy that he doesn't use any kind of monitors, but great guy. Great singer. Also no shoes. No shoes on stage. No shoes either. either, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something he's always had, isn't it? I've always found that a bit, a bit weird. No shoes. But whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. Perhaps that's how he's, perhaps that's how he's pitching. Perhaps he's grounded. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps, maybe. perhaps he's feeling the vibrations off the floor. And he's like, oh, that's it, yes. I think we found that's it. Nailed it. Some ancient techniques, yep. dude. He's grounded. <laughs> Spiritual. Yeah, he's in. He's just in. He's got the power of the Mayans running through him, just pitching notes to him. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Um, no, but uh, obviously now you're working on so much things behind the scenes as well, just getting ready for the actual release of 2020 now on September the 18th. But one thing I really want to talk to you guys about with the record as well, I've seen you mention that this one is more about really living in the moment and not really reminiscing on struggles or things in the past. Can you really talk to us a a little bit more about that and and the whole kind of lyrical inspiration for this record? Yeah. I mean, that's, you pretty much hit, hit it right on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess for me at least, I uh, just wanted to take it a little less seriously. Not in a sense of uh, of like don't care as much or don't pay as much attention to things, but throughout the process of writing, I guess just don't take it as seriously and have more fun with it and in hopes that it would uh, translate into the music and that people would be able to pick up on that. Um, and I think it totally does, you know, like we have a song like breathe out, you know, breathe with, you know, with Derek on it that I, like, I, I don't think that that song really sounds like any other song that we've put out before. And there are some other songs in the record that are in the same category, you know, they're upbeat and fun and happy. And, uh, that's a, it's a really, it's a really, uh, good change for us and it feels good to, uh, to be writing songs like that and putting out songs like that. Sorry, that was a really uh, broken way of explaining oh. a very simple, simple concept. But yeah, we just wanted to have more fun with it. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were at my house one time, and we like right before we started recording the record, we were at my house. Like before we like really went in the studio and we're doing it. We were talking about like lyrical content and like themes and stuff. And I remember we were talking. We were like, "Dude, our our shows are so fun. Like we started this band to have fun. Like." our first record was called copacetic. It was supposed to be like the idea that everything's okay, but it, it was like a lot, I don't want to say negative, but it was a lot more like in your feelings than I think we planned on it being the, the message of, of copacetic 
wasn't really, I think, what we aimed for it to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, the whole meaning of copacetic ended up kind of alluding to like a fake smile kind of thing. Instead of like, instead of actually being okay, and you know, as far as the lyrics go, it was more like, um, you're not, but you're, you're telling people you are, you know? Yeah, and then, and then we went on to Shapeshifter, and Shapeshifter was like a fast, kind of angry record where you're, where you're kind of throwing that smile off. And, and I feel like when it came time to 2020, we're like, dude, our shows are so fun. Like I said, we, we do this to have fun. We want people to feel good. Like, let's make a record that feels good, a record that when the summer hits, people are going to like blast it, roll the windows down, pop their sunglasses on, and just like feel good feel like they're getting like a pat on the back, not feeling like they're digging up all these emotions every time they listen to it. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah. I, I like that. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful way of thinking, especially with the times and kind of the way everything is now. And things weren't even as bad as they are now when we were writing the no, record, no, yeah. too. So it, if, you, if you think that we needed some positivity then, you know, we really could use it now. So... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because technically you wrote twenty twenty, <laughs> but now with hindsight twenty being twenty twenty, you've nailed it because it, yeah, we need <laughs> we need a we need a happy record now more than ever. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Do you guys still have that kind of same feeling? Listen to it back because obviously you know you said it's being the beginning of writing the record was quite a few years ago. So do you get that that same feeling listening back yourselves now? Yeah, I um, do. I think it's a great summer record. Go ahead. Nick. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I actually just listened to it for the first time since February, since we approved all the mixes. You know, I listened to it maybe like a week, a week and a half, two weeks ago, and I was kind of scared uh, listening to it because it's, it had been a while. And you know, when you're when you're so in it and you're like thinking about the songs analytically and you're trying to send notes for the mixes and you want it to sound as good as it possibly can, you know, it's easy to sort of, uh, like your ears get fatigued and you sort of lose sight of whether the songs as a whole are, you know, like actually resonating with you still. So when I listened back recently, I was kind of nervous, but you know, when that first track comes in the, the title track for the record and, uh, right away I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is exactly like we nailed it, you know, like we, we nailed exactly what we wanted to do and it was a really cool feeling. And, and I, uh, uh, yeah, it was great to listen back to it, uh, after, you know, having slept on it for so long, you know, when was the last time you listened to it, Joe? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Uh, like just while listening to it? Oh dude, I felt great. I mean, it was, it was one of the days, uh, cause my, I had like a, I had a raw sewage flood in my basement and it ruined my furnace. So I listened to it on one of the days when it was like super hot and we, we had no like AC in the house. So I had the windows open. I like listened to it like up here on my monitors and I don't know. It was, yeah, like I said, it, it, it was like that summer feel good record. And like, yeah, I mean, I was definitely proud of us as a band. I was like, you said, like after sleeping on it for so long, I felt kind of disconnected from all of those, like you said, like just being so analytical on, on everything being like, Oh, that I don't like how I said that word or whatever. You know what I mean? Like being, being disconnected from it, putting it on and like 
almost feeling like, hey, I'm just going to listen to this record as if it's a different band. Yeah, you're, you're not in control anymore. It already is. <laughs> exactly. So like, like I said, being like super hot, opening the window, being like, it's, it's finally summer and like listening to it. It was just so like, we, we did what we were trying to do. And I feel like we kind of nailed what we were trying to do. Like everything we talked about in my living room, lyrically and, you know, thematically or whatever, we bullseyed it, I think. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, now and again, we get a band on who's like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, there's bits, there's bits I'd like to change or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see your positivity and your happiness with it. Yeah. I mean, I think um, every record that we've done, we've, we've simplified, like we've, we've cut some fat, you know, we've kind of uh, been honing, I guess, our, uh, our, our songwriting skills in that respect. Cause you know, every time we've done a record, it, almost in a way that like we've had to do less or think about it less. Uh, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're just getting used to it. Maybe we're getting better at working together, call it what you will. But it, it seems like, uh, the more that you remove from something, like I heard somebody say, say once that like perfection is when you can't remove anymore. Uh, that really resonated with me because it, it felt like kind of what we have been trying to do with this band is like, just have the songs feel good and not really have to worry about uh, adding a bunch of extra things or, you know, having it have this grand meaning or anything, you know? So I think in a sense, like once you let go of certain things and once you're able to just be the simplest version of your band, it, it just really uh, makes a big difference. I, I like that. How you said um, like the whole, like removing stuff and how, yeah, dude, like, I had this conversation with Kevin and I kind of wish Kevin was here right now to, to maybe piggyback. But I remember we were in the studio and he even brought some stuff up to me, like, like lyrically. Cause Kevin doesn't really write. He didn't really write any lyrics on this record. He's, he's written some stuff in the past, but he came up to me and said something to me about the lyrical content and how it like related to like, I forgot exactly what he said, but what he took from it, kind of grand and and like you said like as you remove things and stop searching for that grand meaning other it makes it kind of like easier for other people to see if there is a grand meaning or not right does that make sense i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah definitely you know like how many times have you listened to a song and uh you know you're like what are they even talking about you know like that like if you if you can't find a meaning in it it won't really resonate with you, I guess, emotionally. So the, the harder you have to sort of dig and find the meaning in a song, I think the, in some occasions, at least it, it, it makes the song less effective. So anyway, yeah, I feel like we just, we really, uh, we really tried to just be as simple as we, as we could with things, you know? No, it's really great to hear. It's really good to hear. Yeah. I've never heard that um, quote before as well. Really like it. But, um, Another thing I really want to talk about is um, one, one of the words that comes up a lot on this podcast is community. And we've talked a lot in the past about how a lot of bands don't seem to have that kind of collaboration or embrace each other as much anymore as in the past. But the, but the scene knucklepucker in, you definitely do have that. There's loads of bands that you've been friendly with throughout the years and just share the love a lot. If it's tours, just helping each other release music and everything. What is that? been like for you being being having the support of your peers really throughout your career i think that for us the way that that 
or at least for me, I feel like that starts inward. So like when we started the band, me and John were kind of like me and John started the band, like in his room, like we, you know, we didn't start the band, but you know what I mean? We were just jamming like covers and stuff. And we were looking for people to jam with and me and John got along. So like the prerequisite was like, can you play guitar? Okay, cool. But do we get along with you? Like, are we going to be friends? And so like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it start for us anyway, it starts inward. Cause like, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to say anything about any other bands, but I, I know some bands where like, they're not necessarily close where they're not necessarily like great at community or communication with each other. And yeah, like to be a part of, of the scene where, where peers are supporting each other. I don't know. I don't know what my, where I'm trying to go with it, but, but I feel like for us, everything we do starts with the fact that we're friends and that like any, and I might be going a bit off topic here, but any, any argument or any thing that we're trying to get through, we get through it because we're friends. And I feel like that kind of radiates and spills over. Yeah. And to touch more on um, your point about collaboration, uh, like while we were writing this record, you know, Joe and I had, uh, and the rest of the band, obviously, but Joe and I particularly had several just kind of just really good conversations uh, in being in the studio, you know, staying overnight at the studio. And we talked about collaboration and sort of exactly this uh, topic. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about was like, it's really cool how a band isn't necessarily that singer's perspective or, uh, Oh, that like that band has a, a really good drummer. You know, you can say those things, but in the end, a band is the culmination of all of those people, their personalities, their influences, what they like and dislike. And that just, I don't know. It, it, it makes what you're creating. It makes like the, it, it just makes for a much more interesting recipe when everybody in the band is collaborative and brings out the best in each other. And yeah, that, that was really cool to talk about while we were doing the record and kind of touch on just how I'm, I'm really uh, happy with and appreciative of everybody in my band because of who they are. And the band is what it is because of the combination of all of us. And it's not just one person. It's not just everything's coming from, from one mastermind or anything like that, you know? And uh, I think that's, like Joe said, you know, you, you, you know, of some bands, you know, some artists where it's like, you know, you can kind of tell who's, who's behind the reins, you know, it's maybe some band that's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of that one guy's thing, but my favorite bands have always been the ones where you can clearly tell, like there's a, there's a dynamic here. There's, there's, uh, there's rapport, there's history, there's relationships that are made that are flourishing in the music and it, it, you can hear it in the music, you know? And yeah, I hope that answers your question. Uh, collaboration is a really cool thing. And, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody brings uh, a worthy piece to the, to the pie, you know? Nice. That's good to hear. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing I've always noticed about Knucklepuck over the years is that you're not afraid to play gigs in really random situations. I've seen footage online of you playing birthday parties in, like, completely packed rooms uh, like in people's houses backyards literally anywhere when, when you get approached to stuff like that is it just yeah it's going to be fun and what's some of the strangest performances you've actually done over the years 
Face down, dude. Face down, yeah. <laughs> Why well, in London? Yeah, dude. Ah. Ah. We played face down. It was dude. We went on stage at like one a.m. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like a, a DJ, like a pop punk DJ emo night, and they asked us to play. And we were on tour with Seaway, and we were like, "Yeah, sure." We didn't know. We were like. It's gonna be fun, right? You know, we didn't know, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, the Seaway guys were like, we'll, we'll go to the club, we'll hang out." So we were like, "All right." We loaded in, we played at like you know twelve thirty, one a.m. And dude, it was sick. I remember like it was yeah, it really was. That was that was one of my favorite shows of all time, and I I wouldn't have thought going into it, but <laughs> I felt great too because we we had played a show the night before or like that night we played a, a set. Yeah. So that was like the warm up, and then we, you know we went to face down later and did that. I remember feeling great. We played like way more songs than we planned on playing. Everybody was drunk. <laughs> Seriously, because <laughs> it, it, it was basically it was basically um, like a late night emo night that we had that we played a set like for, and so everybody was dr- like before we went on, everybody was drunk and dancing to emo night and. Uh, yeah, so everybody was feeling pretty loose before we even got on. Uh, so it, it was fun because everyone was just having a good time. It was like one in the morning. Like I was drunk, um, <laughs> which, you know, I, 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 I never, ever play drunk, but. Um, never, never, ever. Uh, there's, there's a couple times. There's, there's a couple occasions where I may have been a little heavy handed with the drinks beforehand. <laughs> but it's not fun when you do that. So, um, but that night it was fun. Another weird uh, set we or weird but awesome set we did was the last warp tour that we did a couple of years ago. We did like a secret set in well, it wasn't really a tent. How would you ex- explain that, Joe? That that secret set that we did. So it was it was on Warp Tour and Warp Tour they they do like amphitheaters and it was it was under one of like the um, where like the vendors would pull in. So it was just like a tin roof. Yeah, like a framed thing with like a tin roof. And it was, it was kind of shallow. It was just for like vendors to set up in. Yeah. And it was a secret set and it was only supposed to be like 20 minutes. I don't even know. We tweeted it out or something and, and all these people came and then it just, we got like a song or two in and it just started pouring. Harder than I've ever seen pour in my entire life. Yeah, it was, it was crazy rain, but yeah, it, it got cut short, uh, cut short because there was like lightning and thunder and stuff like that. But Dude, that was a that was a sick thing. That felt like a show that we would have played at Centennial Lanes in 2012. But you know, this is 2018 that we were doing that. So yeah, what um, what city was it in for Warped? I know the East all, Coast. Yeah, I know they all slightly become the same after a while. Yeah, um, yeah it was East Coast. Another one that comes to mind is is the is uh, Fighting Cox. We we played a couple Fighting Cox shows, and those are. Oh my God. Like God. far and away the hottest, most uncomfortable shows we've ever played in a sense of uh, temperature. <laughs> um, I've never, yeah. I've never sweat more. I've been hotter during a set than at fighting cock shows. Yeah, no, I've seen so many of those fighting cock shows um, and photos from it and people climbing the ceilings and it just dripping off the ceiling Ooh. and yeah. Ah, yeah. There's a there's a special smell to that menu, when it <laughs> dude. And every yo, and every time we play there, every time we play there, I end up in the crowd. Or the last two times we played there, I've ended up in the crowd. And you know, 
I literally am just, I sweat a lot, but dude, I was not covered in my sweat Ooh. at that point. Yeah. Dude, Lovely. I mean, I love all those people, but it was gross. Dude. <laughs> I like, we went back to Paul's and I showered. And I just remember being like, this is not my sweat. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but that shit's cool though, man. It's cool. I like that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Seen so many videos of you guys like in just backyards and birthday parties as well. So yeah, it just seems that Knuckle Park will just play wherever really. Dude, yo, Home Safe. I don't know if you guys know Home Safe, our bass player, Ryan, his other band, they're called Home Safe. Anyway, they played like this backyard show around the time that we put out Copacetic and we all went to the show and we're just hanging out in this kid's backyard. And we, do you remember that, Nick? We like set up and we played disdain and we played true contrite and maybe like one more song and that was it yeah yeah we just kind of jumped on and used you know the gear that was there played a few songs in between sets impromptu nice. it was pretty fun nice punk rock roll up just turn up <laughs> play nice i like yeah. it yeah there's awesome. not en- there's not enough of that over here i don't think no yeah well, i mean I, I you guys uh yards are uh less of a thing there right yeah at least, at, yeah. least, at least, you know, like yards, the way that Americans think of oh, um, yeah. yard. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's not um, nowhere near the same size. Some of us, uh, you'd be lucky to have one if, um, if anything. Yeah. You'd be lucky that your neighbor doesn't uh, throw shoes at you from out his window. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm dying. I think I'm dying. I'll be good if I died on this one. It'll get the most Nick, views. You tickled Sean, dude. <laughs> That's hard to do as well, Nick. So, yeah, good job. But with Knuckle Puck as well, I mean, is there any influences and bands that inspire you, that you listen to, that fans wouldn't normally expect, in a way, to, to you to be such a fan of? I feel like, obviously, we, we the, one of the first bands that Nick and I connected on was obviously taking back sunday we were like oh you like that i like that too um and you know i i've been i've always been super like into hip-hop and stuff like that um but i feel like a lot of people are i love the beach boys that's a good Um, that's a good example i i don't really listen i was just having this conversation with with a friend of mine recently but i don't really listen to like current pop punk like i'll check it out but i i'll listen to more like like I listen to lit or like some 41 <laughs> or like, you know, all the stuff yes. that you're like, all oh, these, these great records. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I'll listen to as far as like pop punk or punk rock or like, you know, blink or motion city soundtrack, stuff like that. And, and like old music, lots of, lots of Paul McCartney. Okay. Obviously the Beatles are sick. Paul's my favorite. Um, been listening to a lot of wings. Oh, wow. you the, um, have you heard the conspiracy theory of that uh, Paul died in 1960-something? My man is not dead, dude. <laughs> what's, what, what's the theory? I, I haven't, I have not familiar with that. Um, not? Basically, he died back, back during the 60s. And then if you look at Sergeant Pepper's uh, Lonely Hearts Club, the artwork, that's meant to be... Uh, Paul's uh, funeral procession so everyone who's there is who, pa- who Paul would have liked and then when you turn it over on the back I think the three of the other Beatles are facing forward Paul's not facing and there's, there's just so many different little things that people have gone ha ha 
They must be with like the, the artwork, the yeah. artwork of Abbey Road. Yeah, he's got no shoes on, so they're like, "Oh my god, he might be dead." And then there's like, I somebody with the cars in the background and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, anytime somebody mentions Paul McCartney, <laughs> I have to bring up, Do you know, he might be dead. So sorry about that. I know he's not dead. You know he's not dead, but I have to bring it up. Um, oh yeah, dude, it's I crazy. respect that. I I love uh, I love conspiracy theories and stuff like that it's it's really it's really fun to to speculate on those things oh yeah after after this now go and check it out um i'm sure there's a film i'm sure they made like a film or documentary about it as really? well i'm sure it's called something like is paul dead or something like that all right yeah sean not to undermine you right now but i meant it. i will say <laughs> i no 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 i will say i will say if, if you guys or nick i can i will recommend this to nick but i don't know if you guys have seen it but there's a there's a documentary on Hulu right now. I, it came out a few years ago. It's called uh, The Beatles, Eight Days a Week. And it's about their touring years. Dude, Nick, you need to watch it. Sean, Morgan, you should watch it too. But Nick, you need to watch it. It's, it really humanized them to me. Yeah, they didn't do much touring really, did they? I don't think. Like they, they, no, but, but it blew up like so quickly. They were, they were one of the first bands, or they were the first band to play in room or i'm sorry play in venues that weren't meant for music so yeah, like they were one of the first band exactly yeah um and dude that's so hard like watching them walk out into the, a baseball field and like they're the first band to do it that's like so much heavier than like you know a crowd like you know for metallica or acdc or anything like that like that is rock and roll that's punk rock dude like yeah, yeah anyway Nice. nice. Yeah, nice, it's nice. called Paul is Dead. The documentary is called Paul is Dead, Nick. So, um, <laughs> no, it's called it's called Eight Days a Week, Sean. No, not that one. Not that one. No, not the good. Yeah, not the good one. The one that I've made up. Yeah, the lies. The lies that Sean is trying to uh, carry on. Um, oh, I, I've, I've yeah. jotted down here. Paul is Dead and Eight Days a Week. So I'll check them out. I'll check them both yeah. out. Yeah, probably do eight days a week first because that feels like it's going to be more fun and it's real. And then you can watch Paul is Dead after and go, oh yeah, what a load of bollocks those stupid Welsh twats told us about. Um, but the thing uh, with the Paul McCartney conspiracy as well is um, there's a very similar one about Avril Lavigne and that really angers me because it's literally the Paul McCartney one but just, you know, Avril Lavigne it up a bit. Uh, Avril Lavigne was in the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, as, as if she even comes close to Paul, dude. Oh. Oh. She died in oh, the sixties. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> We've gone too far. Sorry, boys. Um, oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. Avril's got some jams. That oh, first yeah. record. That first record is good. Let, let, let's 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 all let's all be real here. Cards on the table. First Avril yeah. Levine record slaps. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, you won't have. Yeah, I I honestly come out and say that the first two Avril Levine records are probably. Oh, he's Incredible. going too far now. I'd, I'd, no, I generally <laughs> would love to see her play those two records in full. If there was like an anniversary tour of one of those records, I would be first one in line. Uh, what? I'd be first one. We're going to hold you to that, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hold him to that now. Fucking yeah, you better hell. send me a picture yeah, of yourself in line. She, <laughs> she played a show recently um, in Los Angeles at the Greek Theater. I, I didn't go, uh, but my wife went and there was a part of the show where Errol gets behind the drum kit and uh, plays drums for a cover of Weezer's Beverly Hills. So that was very interesting to see a video. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, yeah. I was just trying to, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to work out how simple it was to do then. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah makes sense. Yeah. No hi hat, no cymbals, just just kick snare. Do do ba do do ba do do ba. Did um did your partner say that she saw Morgan in the front row? <laughs> were you there? Were you, were you there for real? No, no, sadly no, not. Sadly not. Sadly, sadly not. not. In your heart, um, in your heart, right? Yeah, in spirit, <laughs> in spirit. I'm always spirit, there. Right? <laughs> Wherever she goes, Morgan is there in spirit in a weird stalkery kind yeah, of way. Yeah, don't, don't make it out like I'm a stalker now. I just <laughs> brought out the similarities between her conspiracy theory and Paul McCartney's. Come on, guys, come on. I'm going to have a look at the Avril one after this now because I'm well up on the Paul one. I'm well versed in the Paul one. So we're, we're, we're really covering a lot of ground here. We're making a lot of progress today. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. Yeah, um, um, yeah. But what? But what else can we expect now from? From Knuckle Puck coming up, obviously the new record out September 18th. But I mean, is there anything else in the pipeline to really celebrate it? Anything virtually? I mean, what's on the horizon? Uh, John and I worked on 40 seconds of a new song a couple weeks ago. I think I told you that already. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, it's 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 kind of strange because the record feels like obviously the record should be out already, and it. Yeah, it feels like a false start or something. I don't know. I would I would just say that that to anybody listening, if you know you checked out the new songs or you're gonna listen to the record, just I hope you enjoy it and I hope that, you know, you get the feeling that we're trying to push forward more than you may have gotten that feeling before. Cool. Where um yeah, where can people find you guys online? You can plug whatever you want to plug, not just knuckle puck. You can do your own socials, uh I know you you said about the pedals, the guitar pedals and stuff you're making. If you want to put that out there for people to check out, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, shout it out, dude. Yeah. I mean, our all our socials are knucklepuckil. Um, I post about pedal stuff on my personal socials. Um, I don't even know my own handles, so I can't give them to you, but I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're Uncle Nico now, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Uncle Nico. There's a, I think there's a zero in there. I don't know. Um, on Instagram. Um, Very accessible. Yes. But uh, we, um, we got some fun stuff coming out as far as like pre-order items for the record. Uh, you know, we're going to do a, uh, a, a Knuckle Puck 2020 uh, overdrive pedal. Um, so keep an eye out for that. What else, Joe? What, what, what else as far as the record goes? What, what, what do we got in the books? I mean, aside from like the pedal thing, just the standard, we've been releasing a lot of cool uh, variants of vinyl. There's, there are like quite a few different copies, which you don't have to buy them all. I saw some people being like, you just want everybody to buy them all. And it's like, well, that'd be great, but you don't have to. <laughs> You can, you can go just buy one color, but there are a lot of options um, for, for vinyl, for variants. Um, I feel like for a lot of people that collect vinyl, that's almost part of it is like the, the collection, you know? Yeah, no, totally. No, totally. I just saw some people saying like, oh, there's too many variants or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't, I don't know if they were being serious or kidding. There's a Newberry Comics exclusive. There's a Roxxon exclusive. There's a, there's, there's a Walmart exclusive. There's a... A Woolies exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of, uh, exclusives, but, but it's, yeah, there, I mean, there's, I mean, we just want it to be available and we don't want to just do like all black. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe we weren't offered to do a variant now. <laughs> I can't believe there's not like a sapping podcast variant. 
Dude, hit up our manager. He might make it happen. <laughs> we'll get in touch with Hayley after this now, Gwyn. I can't believe this rock sound had one. <laughs> <laughs> Massive magazine rock sound had their own. Here, here's what we'll do. Just hit up, our, hit up Zach, our manager. We'll do a picture disc. Sean, your face will be on side A. We'll be on side B. All right. We'll get it going. Oh, wow. Or, Imagine. Morgan and Avril. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's, yeah, me and Avril side by side, finally. Oh. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. Like it's going to happen. Finally. Me and she'll, Avril she'll, together. She, she might notice you. Who knows? Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow. This has been brilliant. I've loved this very, very much. I've, me too. Me too. Thank you so much for doing this, boys. Um, this has been genius. I never thought we'd get ever get to Paul is Dead and Avril Lavigne but here we are we've done it we've made it yes. this might be the last podcast now I can quit an happy man now I finally got to the things I wanted to talk about on this podcast um, yeah thank you so much boys um, yeah good luck with the record and please 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 when you're in the UK um, let's get together and do one of these in the flesh because that'd be awesome absolutely yeah that'd be sweet yeah, we'd like that very much. And we can all maybe we'll come to London and we can all um, tease Ailey Connolly together because that's um, a good pastime <laughs> of mine as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Have Have any of us ever met before? I don't think no, so. No, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> let's. I, let's I, I, know, I had to ask. No, no, I had to ask. ask. That's cool. No, you um, yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, thank you again for doing yeah, this. Cheers, and, guys. Um, yeah, speak to you soon, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Morgan. Tidy! Yes! Yes, it was fantastic having Joe and Nick from Knuckle Puck on. Um, Yeah, thanks again for coming on, boys, if you're listening to this. Um, And also, Paul McCartney's definitely dead. I'm not having it. I've seen the photos. It's a different man. Who else has this happened to? I know Avril is another one yeah well that one just annoys as I mentioned it just annoys me all the time because it is literally the same concept of that conspiracy theory but just obviously change names and stuff to fit Avril Lavigne I'm not having it I think Avril Lavigne and Paul McCartney should come on the podcast together and they can tell the world the truth also have you seen the latest thing the latest conspiracy thing that I've just come across Hashtag free Britney. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I have. Which was a bit crazy. Yeah, so basically what I've, what I've gathered so far is people uh, think that Britney Spears is under... Um, she's like owned by her dad and mm. her husband or something like that, right? It's like a dad. Got the- it's a dad, yeah. So I think when she um, had that kind of unfortunate breakdown a few years ago and she had all her hair and everything um did the gnarly haircut yeah i I, I think something came into play where she wasn't able to um make decisions she wasn't sound of mind basically basically yeah and now her dad has been uh had all of her rights basically over the last few years uh, allegedly anyway and that's online it's uh it's been a we must crazy say story allegedly. our lawyers have told <laughs> us to say allegedly allegedly um, and we haven't we're not reading all this properly either we're just remembering what we've seen so i'm very sorry if any of this is incorrect but apparently on the internet britney spears is going through some problems so britney if you're listening myself and sean love you very very much and we hope everything is okay yes um in your next video 
shout Sapnin if you need help. Because I did see somebody said, wear a yellow t-shirt if you need help. And then she posted the next video and she's wearing a yellow t-shirt. And he said, I'm wearing my yellow t-shirt. Ooh. It's that deep. It's that deep, Mog. It's that deep. I'm turning into the Alex Jones of rock. <laughs> I'm turning into... Cons- I'm the Eddie Bravo of rock. I'm talking bollocks and conspiracy theories. I can't believe how far we've gone into this. But yes, thank you so much to Joe and Nick from Knuckle Park. We had a great time. It was a great laugh and a lovely insight. Uh, don't forget that their new studio records 2020 will be available worldwide on the Rise Records from September 18th. So head over to their website. There's pre-orders. There's loads of different vinyls everywhere. Add to your collection and join the Knuckle Park fever. Also, a big thanks again to a wonderful friend of the podcast and PR princess Hayley Connolly for sorting all this out as well. We love you very, very much. Yes. Speaking of things we love very much, yes. we were absolutely honoured to be asked to host 2,000 Screens, which was the virtual 2,000 Trees, the only place to get your 2,000 Trees fix this year. Yeah, we were. It was an experience to say the least getting to host their virtual festival over on their Facebook and Instagram pages if you haven't watched us two uh, introducing and talking to bands then uh, you can still watch all those videos up now uh, Instagram TV and obviously their Facebook page but yeah we got some got to talk to a fridge um, Preston Miko kind of recruited you to be a bass player but didn't at the same time and i got to introduce jimmy at worlds so i was very happy about those three things in particular yes you were yes you were um you want to see morgan's little face light up when he realized <laughs> he was going to be um introducing jimmy at world yes oh my good lord he thought he was bruce bloody buffer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, thanks again to um, everybody at 2000 Trees, Rob, James, Mitch. Thanks so much. Um, We had a good time. um, And yeah, let's do it again soon. Yeah. And if you want more 2000 Trees uh, goodies, they've launched their own members club as well. So head over to the website for that and all details about next year's event with tickets and etc. And make sure, though, you do go back and watch the videos because seeing Sean myself and Vakovi speak to a fridge is the highlight of anyone's summer uh yeah it was a moment in my life i was like is this a is this the high point of my life or is this the low point and i was genuinely stuck but it was brilliant we had such a good laugh and um mr fridge do you know what i thought about this i what i regret about that now is not calling mitch from 2000 trees into the room and saying i've i'm not calling him mr fridge i'm calling him darren because he's got a name <laughs> i'm not using him for his fridgy body so i'm gonna call him darren wow but yeah thanks thanks to everybody involved thanks to darren thanks to the fridge um thanks to all the bands we spoke to were absolutely lovely go and check out the the performances some of them are absolutely amazing yeah definitely 100 and yeah let us know what you thought of this podcast or any of our 2000 screen shenanigans over on our official twitter and instagram pages at sapninpod yes that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s a 
P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yeah, go and send us a yeah. message. Give us suggestions for future guests or anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast. Like all that stuff. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that as well. And just get involved with everything we do. Also, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you are hitting that subscribe button because it all helps. And speaking of help, if you'd like to give back to the podcast in any way or become the first people to know who the future guests are, get your opinion on future merch designs or anything that we do going forward. Sean, where can they do that? I have no idea, Morg. Well, there's somewhere they could go to do that. What, what, and like interact in a community. What else could you get? Well, you can get goodies where they can like voice messages and video messages from us, personalized Skypes. They can interact with each other, meet new best friends, have people to go to tours together when gigs are a thing again. Morgan, this sounds absolutely bonkers. Where, where would I find such a place? You would find this place at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. <laughs> I was doing faces all the way through that. Oh, where can I find oh, You can't see him. You can't see him. It's all uh, the um, But yes, go and yeah, check it out. Become part of our community, meet some wonderful people, and the best people, the fucking best. I love them. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. That was with, with genuine, genuine emotion and swearing. Oh fucking, they fucking tidy. I love them. Just, yeah, sorry, man. they're just a family, and we love them all very, very much. And we love uh, you to come and be a part of our family as well. Oh, uh, please join in. Please join in. That's that's patreon.com forward slash happening. And while we're speaking of that, obviously. We need to thank every single member of that Patreon, but we're going to give a gigantic shout-out to the elite members. Yes, they are as follows. Thank you very much to Dana Lasnava, Mayumi Liwoe, Kylie Wheeler, Mitch Perry, Amy Chilvers, Emma Barber, Dr. English Muffin, Amadina Bano, Shorty Nachos, Nathan Croshaw, DJ Eggy Bread, Wako Yan... Wako Yan Tanke Dances with Eyebrows... Paul Hirschfield, Liam Connolly, Kelly Owen, Mike Lengler, Tom Owen, Huiha Kaida, Flies with Seagulls. Okay, there's some sort of um, Native American name, I guess, is the theme. Young Pizza, that's not. Big Biscuit, Shorty Chicken Roll, I like ease. Simon Amos, Kit Stevenson, Lil Hot Pot, Lucy Diaz, Dizzy Sausage. <laughs> Erin Howard, Becky Andy, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Young Carrot, Marcy Jacobson, Louis Cook, Kieran Lewis, Sarah Stewart, Sandra Kuwachek, Jamie O'Amy, Mike Cunningham. Good news, I figured out the solution to coronavirus pandemic. It was actually pretty simple. We just need to... Livy Cropper, James McNaught, Dizzy Meatballs, Kelly Cannon, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Samuel Griffiths, Amy O'Jamie, Sharif Owadali, Jenny Robertson, Tony Michael, Lydia Henderson, Nula Clark, ASAP Snickers, Kid Kid Pot Noodle, nice one, Jace, and Shanye West for President 2020. No. No Kanye or Shanye for President. No, Shanye will probably be better than Kanye. Yeah. So, yes. Definitely, Correct. definitely Sorry. better. But what's some mad names? I love every single one of those people. And the fact that there's a lot of food references this week is, is quite strange. Yeah, I'm starving as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it was, what is your um, SoundCloud rapper name using food and um. uh, a word? So that's why we had a couple of little hot, you know, little hot pot, dizzy sausage. <laughs> um, 
DJ Eggy Bread. That was good. You know, that was good. All the good ones. But yeah, thank you very much to all of those guys and to everybody who's part of the Patreon. Check out the description of this podcast um, wherever you're listening to this podcast uh, because Morgan writes out an old description of the podcast and there's loads of people's names as well. So thank you very much to all of those people. We appreciate you so, so much. And yeah, you've literally kept this going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so Sean... Before we wrap things up this week, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Uh, anything on your mind? Anything that you'd like to have a chat? Um, no. Nothing not at like all. I think of. Is there meant to be? No. What, what are you in? Are you in dinner anything? I'm not hinting. No. In, I'm sorry. Look, if, wait, wait, wait. If you're in dinner anything, yeah. you should have told me this before mm. we started recording a podcast. Mm. Because I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> are you? Is this something I'm forgetting? There is nothing you're forgetting, as far as I'm aware. I was just wondering if you'd like All to right. chat about anything quickly before we stop recording. You sound like you were trying to get me to admit to something and i don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> for now for now i'm yeah. gonna say no comment okay and i plead the fifth i plead the fifth <laughs> amendment if the, if this is going to court in america i plead the fifth now uh, have you got anything to say what have you been up there what have you been up to morg um, have you got anything you want i've got some new glasses Oh, oh you have got new glasses. People can't see it. No, so it's people can't see this. Absolutely <laughs> terrible news for a podcast. But Morgan, oh, you want to see Morgan's glasses, right? They're, un- they're the greatest glasses I've ever seen. And do you know how you can see them? By joining patreon.com forward slash sapning because Morgan's going to post a picture of him and these incredible... How are they even attached? I don't even know. They're just floating on your face like that. They haven't even got any arms on the side. They must be defying gravity. Are they lasers? He got lasers on them. Unbelievable. Anyway, check out patreon.com for slash happening and you too can see how brilliant Morgan's glasses are. There you go, Morgan. I think I sold a couple of Patreons. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, f- fuck. Excellent. Excellent. Well then, um, that's it, I suppose, is it? I, I think it is. Uh, thanks, Knucklepack. Thanks, Hayley. Thanks, everyone listening. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks Mog. Cake. Oh, I nearly answered then. You would have caught me out then if I got what? Oh. <laughs> <gasps> anyway, everybody, have a laugh. Try and stay positive. We're living in a fucking mad world, but please never, never die. We love you. Speak to you soon. Sapnin! Sapnin! Again, it sounded a bit flat towards the end, Mog. Can you... Sapne No Oh for fuck's sake Never mind Ta-da You're listening to Sapnin Podcast With Sean Smith and Morgan Richards Thank you very much for downloading this podcast Or streaming it Or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you very much.